Welcome to Charlie's Toolbox, the only podcast that teaches you how to be the main character in your life. Here, you can find all the tools and skills you need to decenter men, center yourself, and feel good about your life. Here's your host, researcher, observer, and marketer, Charlie Taylor. Hello there, and welcome to this week's episode of Charlie's Toolbox titled, How to Cope with Friendship Betrayal. Previously, we discussed the elements of a good friendship, and this week we are going to discuss what to do when a friend betrays you. This is a timely discussion because I've noticed an upswing in videos or tweets discussing the heartbreak of losing someone you once thought was a friend. But before we get into the main topic, let's discuss a little bit about me, the song of the week, and then we can get into the real gritty nitty, and that is the main topic. So, so about me, I celebrated my birthday on the 26th, and it was honestly one of my favorite birthdays. I liked it a lot because it was very intimate with friends. Um, I received some art, got some plants, champagne, and I was filled with love. I also received a lot of love from social media, which was great. Um, I just didn't realize, I, I knew that my content was great. I knew that I had a message, but I didn't realize how much I changed people's lives and perspectives. And on my birthday, I received so many inboxes from all of the Charlie's Toolbox girls stating that they thanked me so much for changing their point of view, helping them create steps that re- resulted in them having the life that they want and the happiness that they deserve. So it was a really special day for me because I just felt so much love and I felt um a lot of love from the people i've touched and it just made me want to continue doing my work because it feels good to help people around the world and when i say around the world i mean i get people from south africa kenya nigeria ghana the netherlands australia i get people from brazil the us the uk I have a range of people from a range of ages telling me that I've helped them in some type of way. And if you know me, which if you knew me personally, you know how much this means to me because one of the biggest things I've ever like held on to growing up is just the, the want and the need to help people to help people so that they can be their full 100% self. So to hear that, to feel that, to experience that on my birthday was just a phenomenal experience. And I just want to thank you guys for giving me that because that really nurtured me and that uplifted me in a way that you guys, you know, do do not know, but just know that I am so deeply appreciative of the love that you guys have given me. So thank you on that. So now that I'm done being sentimental, I want to talk about the song of the week. And it is a mix I found on SoundCloud. Um, You guys should really look it up because it's such a good and sexy song. Um, Well, you guys already know it. It is Alien Superstar, but they mixed it with another beat. And I will have to say that this beat brings just a new 
feeling, a new life to the song, and I hope you guys appreciate it. I'm going to link it on my Twitter account, and I'm going to try to link it to my Instagram account so that you guys can get into it, but it is Alien Superstar with the Sailor Moon mix, um, and the title is Alien Superstar plus Sailor Moon. If you guys can find that on SoundCloud and listen to it, it is so damn good. Like, I love Beyonce, I love Renaissance, and I love every new remix that makes the song sound different or has it gives it a different feel to it. And this is one of those mixes that really gives it a different feel. So I would recommend that you guys listen to that. And once again, I'm going to link it on my Twitter timeline, and I'm also going to link it on Instagram, possibly um hopefully and i want you guys to get into it and enjoy this mix because it's so damn good so now that i have finished my song of the week and please guys really listen to this this is so good um i want to go into the main topic and the main topic like i said before is just it's, it's about coping with friendship betrayal you know i thought this was a really good topic because we we have seen it playing out in these last few weeks with the friendship betrayal between Megan Meg the Stallion and her former friend Kelsey, and we've seen that we've seen this friendship crumble, and we now know the cost of having a friend like that, the cost of having a friendship crumble like this, and what you lose when you are in friendship and sisterhood in community with someone who is male obsessed and requires male approval to feel happiness or joy about themselves or we've seen the consequence of having a friend who has secret resentment or animosity towards you and this is kind of what has been playing out with Megan Thee Stallion and Kelsey um and and now we see like the consequences of that friendship breakup and that betrayal i also want to touch on this because i've heard from many of my followers um they reached out to me and they specifically asked for this content this topic they asked for this because um you know of course romance is a something that they are desiring but more than like often, it's just relationships in general that people are trying to figure out how to work through. And friendships, particularly friendship breakups, have been on the CTB girlies radar. And I thought now is the perfect time to discuss this, um, to discuss what happens afterwards, and to discuss like what steps do you take to accept this and how can you release yourself from the pain of this breakdown because we all kind of have a general idea of how to you know uh release ourselves from the pain of romantic relationships but friendships that's a different type of relationship that has different dynamics and it's very hard to try to release that and we all want to know the steps of how you know how can we do that how can we move on with our lives when we intertwine our lives with someone who we deeply cared about and i think well to me i feel like 
friendships are one of my most sacred relationships. So when I or my friends around me, when they experience a friendship betrayal, it is one of the most difficult experiences that you have because this person is your chosen family. This is the one you chose to connect with. You poured into this relationship and more than likely you were yourself more in that relationship than you would be around your family. And I hate to say that, but it's often true that we are more ourselves around our community, our chosen family, than we are ourselves around our family that we are connected to by blood. So when the bond is broken, it really does suck and it hurts. And we go through the motions often isolated with no real tips on how to get out on the other end of it and i want to dedicate this episode to providing you all with the tips to get out on the other end of this breakdown um hopefully this episode will serve as a tool in your toolbox for the future so let's let's really get into the meat of this when you go through a friendship betrayal, the first thing you should do is acknowledge and accept these difficult emotions instead of avoiding them. And I think this is a really, really good tip because when you experience a betrayal, it's easy to be like, fuck them and move on. But we have to be realistic about who we are and our humanity. And when you are realistic about that, you understand that you will have complex feelings that are going to arise um, in the future, you know, in due time. There is going to be a complex, uh, complex emotions that are, that's going to come up maybe in inopportune times. And you need to acknowledge that. You have to acknowledge and you need to accept that because you have to remember that you lost trust You can no longer be vulnerable with this person. You lost love, you lost connection, you lost friendships, you lost past experiences. Even though those experiences you can always look upon fondly, when you think back, you will always remember the betrayal and you will always look at those moments where there were, you know, happiness and joy and look at them with skepticism. So, you know, it's okay to say that you're disappointed in this ending, even though they may have fucked you over, even though, you know, it's not your fault. Um, It still hurts and you can acknowledge that you are feeling that hurt. And I know people like to be above it, but you don't have to be above it. You can just say this hurts my feelings and (laughs) that can be it. When you are experiencing, you know, this complex, these complex emotions that are coming, sometimes coming out of nowhere, one thing that I notice is that there are often two primary emotions that usually come up after a betrayal, and that's sadness at the loss of that relationship, and that's anger at that moment or those moments that contribute to the breakdown in a relationship. And these two emotions are very powerful. They are engulfing 
and you have to find a way to release them. You must release that anger because it really can't sit inside you because it will rot you and you will be miserable and people will feel that energy. No matter how much you try to cover it up, people do feel that energy. So you have to let it go. Now, you can let it go by being direct and cursing that friend out, which it may help you. I'm not sure. Um, You can write a letter and you don't have to send it to that person, but you can write a letter, burn it, and you can let go of those emotions that you feel or those unsaid words that you always wanted to say. You can direct that energy into something constructive like boxing, kickboxing, swimming, or some type of extreme workout where you um, remove that aggression. Uh, You can also just scream. You can scream. You can let it out. You can dance. There are many constructive ways for which you can release anger. And I think you know, there has to be a moment where you take the time out to let that go, let that anger go. You must also grieve the person you lost because at one time you really did enjoy their company. Like you enjoyed who this person was. You chose them because you thought that they complimented you and they made life and these experiences more worthwhile. So when you when you chose that, you know, you had your certain set of values where you chose this person and now they're gone. And that hurts too. That brings up sadness because dang, you guys could have continued on being lifelong friends, but unfortunately you can no longer do that because, you know, whatever the reason is, but now you have to grieve. You have to grieve that relationship because like a romantic relationship, a friendship is a, is a relationship and you are going to feel the waves of these emotions. They will happen at inopportune times. Uh, you will ruminate over the issue um, when you're doing something that's on autopilot. And sometimes you will feel these emotions when you are thinking about what happened. You will feel those emotions as if they were new. So instead of ruminating, instead of circling through these emotions of sadness and anger, you feel it until you feel done with it. And then you make a cutoff point and you stop. You let it go. You release those emotions in very constructive ways. Or you can cut somebody out, whichever ones work for you, as long as you're not allowing those emotions to put you in a circumstance where it ruins your future. My next point um, about when you are trying to go through the motions, when you're trying to get out on the other end of this friendship breakdown is that you have to stop ruminating. And this is a big one that is, this is a big thing for me. I am a ruminator. Like, I don't know if that's a word, but I ruminate. Um, and I will, somebody will do me wrong and I would think about it and I would think about it and I would think about it and I would think about ways to get them back and I would think about all these things. And this practice is just one that is not healthy. It just, it isn't healthy. It doesn't serve you. You know the ins and out of what happened and you don't have to think about it anymore to find any more clues or to see it from a different angle because you already know the angle 
you know everything about this breakdown because um, if you could, you would have solved it, but you couldn't, so it's not solved. So there's no other angle that you need to look at it to figure out something because it's done, it happened, and you are already, the result is already here. So what I, what I will say about this is that to stop ruminating is to find the lesson in this breakdown. And once you find the lesson, you can let this story go. You can keep the lesson that informs you for your future friendships or for whenever you may get into a relationship breakdown like this in the future. You can keep the lesson, but you don't have to keep the story. You don't have to keep the story going. At one point, you got to just let that moment or those set of moments go. Because if you dwell and you allow it to sit on the top of your mind forever, you're going to be forever enraged or forever sad or forever, you know, vengeful or feel, you know, you want to get your revenge. And you have to say to your mind, I got to let this go. Enough is enough. Because if you continue the practice of ruminating every day, you are going to, it's just going to automatically happen on autopilot because this is what you do. So stop, stop it so that you don't have to make this into an automatic process where you don't even recognize that you're doing until you're like, I'm angry and I didn't even recognize this until I just started getting really angry today. You got to stop the story. Take the lesson, stop the story. My next point is to focus on what you need. You know, sometimes we get caught up in what we lost and that loss is a heavy loss. But when we are caught up in that, we kind of forget to take care of our own needs. We're so, you know, engrossed in these feelings of what happened, of the breakdown that we neglect our needs. So, you know, one of the biggest things that you need when you are going through a hurtful time like this, you need love. You need time with your friends to remind you of what love and friendship is because sometimes those friendship breakdowns may may make you think like, "Dang, I wonder if our friends, you know, is that can I have a real friendship? Can I have genuine connection?" Can I have, like, is that something that I can have? Or is that just fake? Or is that just loss? Or because we're in this time period, that's just not an idealistic thing to want to have or to crave. Or sometimes we just need time away from the mess, time away from the chaos. And we can have that time away by, you know, being around love and friends and community and being around joy. Sometimes that can take you away from the chaos that can disconnect you from this drama that you're ensued in. So focus on what you need. Have people, friends, you know, uh, family, people around you to remind you that love is there. Love can be pure. And just because this relationship did break down, 
It doesn't mean that you don't have a community that is ready and willing to hold you up in this time of grief. And that kind of leads me to the next point, which is share the story with other friends. Like you don't have to go through the ups and downs of your emotions alone. And I say this like when I had my friendship breakdown, I was so confused by the breakdown that I reached out to a whole like a couple of friends, um, people I trust, uh, people who were close to the relationship that who can give me another perspective. And it helped immensely. It helped me feel like I'm I know that I'm not crazy. It validated my feelings um they helped me feel like they gave me the space they held space for me to feel what I felt and I also just kind of needed someone to validate man okay this shit is crazy like this shit is crazy and sometimes you need your friends just to tell you okay you you're not tripping this shit is crazy like this shit is crazy because it does make you feel better It does alleviate some stress when you realize, okay, I know I'm not tripping and someone else hears the story and sees, you know, text messages and sees the evidence and go, oh no, you're not tripping. And they're not doing this because they're biased. Well, they may be biased. I'm not sure, but they're telling me, they're letting me know, they're allowing me to vent, but they're also realizing like, okay, if I was in that position, I would feel the same way. I would feel blindsided. I would feel confused. I would feel like this is kind of fucked up. And I need that. And I think you all need that too. You need to share with friends so that you can have that validation. Not to say that you need that validation, but it does help. It does help to hear from someone close to you say, oh, no, you're not tripping that's kind of foul. You're okay. You know, like move on, but know that I wouldn't fuck with this person. The next point that I want to make is ask yourself, like when you're going through it, when you're really going through it and you're just like, dang, I don't know what to do. I'm just so confused. You know, you got to ask yourself, if there is a lesson you need to review this relationship and see if there is a lesson in it now it's not like sometimes there are no lessons you know it's sometimes there are things that happen that there is no lesson it's just okay we're not compatible boom i'm let it go sometimes there is a lesson and you have to be uh reflective enough to figure out what that lesson is. And I'll give an example. When my friendship dissolved, I learned two things. One, I realized I knew firmly who I am. Um, Because I used to always try to figure myself out. You know, I always try to figure out, I always just felt like I'm figuring myself out. But when I was faced with projection, I realized that I had a very clear understanding of who I am. And that gave me even more confidence in myself. So that was like a big lesson to me. Like, 
you know, I always think that I'm trying to figure myself out, but I actually have a very, very strong, firm, rooted idea in who I am. So much so that if someone tells me I am not that, that I can tell them for sure, I can go against them for sure and say, no, the hell I'm not. Because I know myself. And two, I should choose more people who have worked through their trauma and are more confident in themselves because when they are not, my confidence and my ambition, my like, I kind of roll with the punches, but I'm always reaching for more, wanting for more because that's just my nature. That can be misconstrued as something else. For people who have their own self-confidence and their strength in themselves, they can be inspired by that or they can, you know, support it for people who don't have that strong sense of self or that self-confidence. They can misconstrue it as something else. They can misconstrue it as you think you better than me. Um, And that is not the case. So those were my two lessons. And though it was a very painful experience to figure out to to have those lessons in the form of this person, those were very important lessons for me. And it helped me grow into a a different person, um, a stronger person. And I appreciate that. I hate the conflict, but I appreciate the lesson. My next point is self-reflect. When you're going through it, you got to self-reflect. You got to reflect on this friendship breakdown, the friendship dissolution. Um, But you can self-reflect in a way where you're not ridiculing yourself. You know, self-reflection doesn't have to be negative, harmful, hurtful. It can just be self-reflection. And you should ask ask yourself questions like, did you contribute to the friendship breakdown? Because if we are realistic, you know, most of the times, some of the times, it's not just one party. It's two parties contributing to the dissolution of this friendship, this this relationship. And you got to ask yourself truthfully, did I contribute to the friendship breakdown? And with my friendship breakdown... I'm still trying to figure out if I did. I don't think I did. I can say that I may have been um, when I I can be loose with my words sometimes, um, but I never said anything hurtful to this person about this person. But I know that I can be a little bit more. Well, I guess my lesson could be. I can be a little bit more conscious of what I'm saying just to make sure that I'm not offending anybody. Now, I know there is going to be, I can say, the most positive, godly thing on earth. And someone can misconstrue that. So, you know, that I'm taking that lesson with a grain of salt. But, you know, at least I can reflect and say, well... I was a little bit lax on some of the things that I said, and maybe I could be a better, a little bit better at that. 
You can also ask yourself questions like, could this problem have been addressed earlier? Now, on my part, no, because I didn't know there was a problem. But on the person's part, yes, they could address it earlier so that this breakdown wouldn't have to be so dramatic as it is. You could ask yourself questions like, did you see the signs earlier? That's a really good question because sometimes you do see the signs earlier, but you kind of shrug it off. And I will have to say that I did see a couple signs earlier, but I just shrugged it off because, you know, life is life. Life is messy and sometimes things happen and it's not one person. It's not it's not because of them. And that was like me giving the benefit of doubt and grace. Now I see that sometimes when you hear people say something about themselves, you really got to take it in as the truth. And finally, this is a really good question is, is there a character trait that you can point to that you should avoid in the future? So I had mentioned this already. Self-confidence is one self-confidence and the ability to work on your own problems are two things that I look for in, in friendship and friendships. I try to avoid people who don't have these two things because if you don't have self-confidence, you can feel uh, you can feel bad around me. And if you like aren't necessarily finding a solution in whatever shit you got going on, you can rely on me too much. And I'm a great friend. I don't mind you relying on me, but I have a limit and I don't want that to be a pattern in my friends. So I really like very independent people um, who like to bring their independence to the table. That was a, a, a lesson that I learned that that was a character trait that I learned that is more beneficial for me. It ain't everybody's cup of tea, but it's it, it is something that I like and I work really well with. And last but not least, you got to move forward. You have to move forward as much as it hurts, as much as you went through it, you ruminate, you were in the chaos, you had the communication, you tried to work it out. It didn't work out. You got to move forward. And I kind of move forward in the same way I move forward in a relationship. I block my ex-friend on socials and I don't look back and I don't look at it again because I'm not, I just feel like having that type of access creates or help increases my rumination. Uh, it, it's yeah, it increases me ruminating and I don't want to ruminate. I like to just let it go, move forward. And if there is, you know, if we need to reconnect again, the universe is going to bring that together and we will. God, universe, whatever that higher power is, it's going to bring us together and we'll have that moment. But we don't have to have that moment on socials. So I'm going to block you on socials and I just don't want to see it. And that works for me. It may not work for you, but there has to be a way that you have to move forward. You can also be ritualistic. Some people do this. Um, I've been seeing a lot of YouTube videos about this is that they write down everything they 
like that hurt them about this relationship and they burn it and they let it go. And this is like something I've seen on YouTube, but this is also something that my mom practiced a lot. Like anything that we wanted to let go, um, we were growing up, we would write it all down, burn it, and that would just be it. That would be the start of our new, whatever, new year, new attitude, new point of view, whatever it is that we wanted to clear the slate with, we cleared it in that action. So that's a good way to do it. Um, there are other ways to move forward, but the what you need to do is look for what works for you. So I'm going to recap these points. This These are things that are just going to help you get to the other side, help you work through your emotions and work through um, the friendship breakdown so that you can feel good on the other side. You want to do the following. Acknowledge and accept these difficult emotions. Release your emotions, particularly sadness and anger. Stop ruminating. Focus on what you need. Share with other friends. Ask yourself if a lesson is there. Self-reflect and finally move forward. I think these are very tangible steps that you can take. Of course, there are probably more that you should add to this, but this is a great foundation that you can use whenever you're going through a friendship breakup or a friendship pause. You can return to this episode and remind yourself that these are some good steps that are going to help you get to the other side. And on that note, thank you guys and you all take care. Bye. For show notes, be sure to check out charliestoolbox.com. Follow Charlie on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Charlie's Toolbox. Thanks again for listening to Charlie's Toolbox.